0: Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Errington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview, and today on the show, I'm going to be talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was so excited for this movie, my most anticipated movie of the year. Uh, I loved that first one. Spider-Man is my favorite character, a fictional character of all time, and so I, I love these characters, and I was extremely excited for this movie, that first one just such a fantastic Spider-Man movie, such a fantastic animated movie, and I was just so looking forward to this one. Does this one live up to the original? Well, let's find out. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man, and things are going great. Oh yeah, you were supposed to be here. come All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot (laughs) that's not funny spider-man across the spider-verse miles morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat miles must realize what it means to be a hero don't don't do that Miles's grades are pretty good. A in AP Physics. That's my little man. And a B in Spanish. What? Ooh, okay. Miles, are you trying to kill I gotta go. All right, bye. He's lying to you, and I think you know it. Themes, messages, ideas, this is the part of the show where I talk about some of the themes and things that popped out to me while watching Spider-Man Across the Spider verse. Now, what's the the biggest thing that you think of with Spider-Man and themes? You think of with great power comes great responsibility, which is in basically in some form anyway, in basically every single Spider-Man movie, including the last one, not so much with this one. This one, uh, you know, I guess you could you could pull that theme out of there in a way, maybe, I guess, but th- that is in no way really the theme of this movie. Uh, they kind of are replacing that with a little bit more of like a a be yourself uh, don't just go with the flow like like don't uh, just go with uh, what everybody says to do just because they think it's the right thing to do you got to do what you think is the right thing to do or you know just be yourself kind of thing which um okay with a theme like this I, I think there's I think there's good and bad with a theme like this. I think I think you can go a good direction with something like this, but you could also go a bad direction with a theme like this. Uh, Let me give you some examples here, right? So, like, uh, the good direction you would go in is, you know, do what you believe is right even in the midst of adversity. Even when, you know, everybody that that you know or love or anything says otherwise or whatever, if you, like, truly believe that something is the right thing to do, then you do that. I mean, that, I think, is a good biblical uh, concept. I mean, if everybody in the World is seemingly against you. Well, maybe you need to relook at what you're doing exactly. But that doesn't mean that you're wrong. So, <laughs> bringing this into the realm of Christianity, we are called as Christians to stand for Jesus and to stand for the truth. Uh, you know, even to the the point of uh, persecution and and death. You know, so yes, that is a theme. That is a direction that you could take this theme, and it kind of goes to somewhat in this. this direction with this theme, uh, that would be a positive direction with it, but then also you have the other half of this theme, the kind of, you know, be yourself, just do whatever it is you want to do, man, what that, you can interpret that to these days is a lot more of the, just give into your base passions, never resist temptation, because whatever you're tempted to do, whatever your base passions are, that's who you truly are, and so just do that just be that, you know, and uh, there there's kind of hints around that kind of thing in this movie as well, and that is definitely, I think, the negative aspect of it. You want an example is is the, the homosexuality stuff and the transgenderism stuff that's going on in the world today. Oh, just be yourself, you know? You, you weren't born wrong, you're a homosexual or you're a transgender or whatever. Just be yourself even though those things are uh, literally not being yourself. You're not being your authentic self because God created your authentic self and uh, you, so if you want to live like your authentic self you have to live in the way that God created you ultimately Speaking of the transgender stuff There is a flag in here It's, it's, it's very brief It's the kind of thing where it's like You barely notice it And I, I might not have uh, necessarily brought it up Other than it's a flag in here It is in uh, Spider-Gwen's room, so we we see her house, and it's in her room, we see just a flash of it, and it says, I swear that it, it says, like, save trans kids, or protect trans kids, or something along those lines, which... Like, okay, I, if it didn't say that on it, maybe I would have just mentioned it, or maybe, I don't know, but that, the the whole protect trans kids, and it's the trans pride flag and stuff, which is just so evil, it's just the, the, cause that flag, it stands for the, the sexualization and the mutilation of children, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's about as evil of an ideology as it gets, and so, even though it's very briefly in here, it is the kind of thing where they're putting their stamp of approval on that, and kind of squeaking this evil ideology, their stamp of approval of this evil, evil ideology, in into this kids movie, essentially, you know, into this movie that you're supposed to watch with your family and with your kids and stuff, you know, so it's like, ugh, it's, it stinks that that's in here, but again, that's in here for literally, like, a second or two, and that is it, so uh you know as far as that kind of stuff goes that that's what they they squeezed in there and seeing that in there i think makes me think the whole you know the be yourself kind of theme of the the movie could kind of go this direction as well but again i i think it can it, it it almost goes a little bit in both directions in this movie uh both in the positive direction a little bit and uh, just in that section, I guess, into the negative uh, element of it a little bit. But overall, I, I don't think this movie is too bad thematically. I swear, though, if, if they make Spider-Gwen trans or something, oh my goodness, I'll be so mad. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Alright, let's go into to the review. What's up, danger? Uh, uh, Miles! Want to get out of here? Oh, Gwen? Spider-Man! There's an elite crew with all the best Spider-People in it? Who's the new guy? Danger. This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel (laughs) O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy gotta do to join this Spider-Team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999-99. As I said earlier, I loved the first movie and I really liked the characters that it introduced. I liked the this way they were playing with the Spider-Verse and stuff and it seems like they're trying to at least probably get a trilogy out here or something with all with the Spider-Verse. I don't know. It, it almost seems like how can you stop doing with the Spider-Verse now once you once you've started it like this? But that first movie was fantastic. I was looking forward to this one so much. And man, this movie, this movie is a visual feast. Man, this is a feast for the eyes. It's very much like a, a continuation of the, the style and stuff of the first movie, but it's expanded upon so much here. There is so many different art styles for all the different universes, which, again, is something that was, like, established in that first movie, but then it's it's blown up so much more here. You know, Miles Morales kind of has the older school comic book look where you can see like, you can see like the little dots in the printing of the old comic books. You see that in here and the way some of the c- colors are kind of uh, offset, giving it almost like the, the 3D movie but you're looking at it without your glasses on kind of look a little bit, uh, only it looks cool, not like it looks fuzzy and, and bad, you know? <laughs> it looks really good. Uh, you know, Gwen having the the watercolor aesthetic, you know, that they they use to a, a phenomenal effect in this movie. And there's there's so much more. There's one where he just looks like he's made out of paper moving around. It's so cool and weird and unique. Uh, there's just there's so many more. In the last movie, they opened up like you know what, five, six, seven universes maybe, and we saw those different art styles. But this movie this movie has hundreds. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say hundreds, and it is it's crazy. It's insane how much there is, and it is so cool. This is some of the coolest animation that I've ever seen. And I really think it can show it shows what animation can do and and can be So much more than just, you know, the the traditional, uh, you know, Pixar DreamWorks type look of animation. Uh, Just, it blows it up with so many different styles and so many different things. It's so cool. And then the way it combines them all together, again, it's just really cool and unique and just... Uh, unlike any other animated movie that I've uh, ever seen, I guess, other than the the first one of these Spider-Verse movies. The action in here is spectacular. It is uh, chaotic and so busy, like there's so much going on. Even though there's so much going on and stuff, you can always tell what's going on. The choreography in here, if that's even what you call it in an animated movie, the choreography in here is amazing, and it's just, it, the, the action and everything, is just so visually pleasing. It is just so cool uh, <laughs> the movie is hilarious it's so much fun it's funny uh, much like in the the first movie it expertly balances this kind of outrageous comedy with the real emotional uh, drama and the the big stakes that keep you on the edge of your seat uh, and it's also it's it's so it's so personal for miles it has these really big grand stakes but it also they they do a good job at making the big grand stakes also very personal to to Miles Morales and to to Peter Parker and to Gwen and to some of these you know characters, it it's, it does a really good job of that balance of you know oh my goodness, everything might die or whatever. But then also this very much concerns you kind of thing where it's like, it's both the big scope and the small scope is done really well. Uh, Miles Morales back again as the lead character here is just such a fun and engaging lead character. And I I love his relationship with his parents in here. Just so much fun, so entertaining. And to see a good family dynamic built up in here as a positive thing, I think is really cool. Uh, Peter Parker back in... Here and I, I really like how they they furthered his storyline along in this movie uh, in some cool ways. I think uh, there's there is definitely a bigger focus on Spider Gwen this time. I mean, she, obviously she was like a major character in the first movie, right? But she is like almost a co-lead in this movie. Maybe not quite, but like she's almost on that level of like you get you spend probably almost the same amount of time with her as you do with Miles Morales Uh, but, but honestly that's cool like I like seeing her world I like seeing more of her you see her dad and stuff and, and you see some of the relationships and things that she's got going on in her world too uh, which is cool as well and Spider-Gwen and, and Miles together is, is a very fun duo there Spider-Man 2099 oh my goodness introducing him here he, he's, he's kind of introduced as a antagonistic force against Miles Miles while still kind of still fitting the hero mold that we we see him or know him in from the comic books right so I, I think they do that balance really well there he is such a fascinating and layered character in here uh just such a great character oh my goodness I I <laughs> he did Spider-Man 2099 so well I think I think he's he's so cool and uh I would, I would love to see if, if they're going to make spinoffs. Cause I know there's been talks of like doing a Spider-Gwen spinoff or something. Spider-Man 2099 is what I would like to see a spinoff of. This would be awesome. Uh, the Spot, introducing the Spot in here as the villain this time around. And, uh, you know, okay. I've read some comic books with the Spot. And he was always just like such a joke villain. Like he's he's the villain of the week that Spider-Man like laughs at and says, <laughs> "You're stupid. Why why do you call the spot? Why why do you have holes all over your ear? So weird!" And then uh, he beats him up and and you know t- takes him to jail or whatever. And that's it. That that's it's just that's that's all. And he's he's just such a, a pathetic weak <laughs> villain that it makes me go why is he the main villain of this movie, why is he like, why Why is he being built up as such a big villain, especially not even just against a single Spider-Man, but against, you know, a, a bunch of these Spider-Mans in a Spider-Verse type movie, how, uh, like, why are you doing that, but honestly, they, they make it work, they both play with the kind of goofy aspect of Spider-Man going, what the, you're called the spot, like, this is all kind of goofy, but then, they really do a good job at ramping him up as this kind of intimidating kind of villain, honestly, uh, in the end. And so, honestly, yeah, that, that really worked for me. I, I was surprised at how well the spot worked as a villain. Uh, both adding to the, the intimidation and the villainy, but also adding some to the, the comedicness of the his, the way that he bounced off of Spider-Man and stuff. Uh, there's just, There is so much fan service and stuff in this movie, and man, I was eating it up, like, I, I love Spider-Man, I love all these characters, I love seeing all the different versions of Spider-Man and stuff, uh, some of which I know, some of which I don't know, and some of which I assume are new, I have no idea, but there's just, there's, there's tons and tons and tons in here, and, uh, you know, your, your mileage may vary, I guess, as far as, how much you will enjoy this fanservice-y kind of stuff, right? Because uh, that's somewhat dependent on how much you like these characters and stuff. So if you're like me, you'll probably really like it. But if if not, then, you know, some of that stuff won't do as much for you. And fair enough there. Uh, I do feel like the first movie had a little bit stronger of, of themes. You know, they had the whole, like, uh, taking the leap of faith kind of theme in that movie. But that ended up making that, I think, have a little bit stronger of an emotional punch towards the end uh, than, than this movie did. I think this movie was a, a little bit lighter thematically in some ways. But honestly, I, 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 I don't even know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, uh, it's... I don't want to go too deep into it, just for fear of spoilers or anything. But I think the way they the way they made the movie was still very engaging, very fun. Man, this this is the most fun that I've had in a movie for a while. Because, dude, this movie is hilarious. It's fun. The action is amazing. It's visually spectacular with such great characters. And man, I just I loved this movie so much. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible. A teacher. Peter! Miles! Mayday. You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. Send me home i can't do that i can do both spider-man always not always what about uncle ben if not for uncle ben most of us wouldn't be here spider-man across the spider-verse is rated pg for sequences of animated action violence some language and thematic elements i would give it a five out of five on the enjoyability scale can't stop me now you can't run forever kid i can't lose one more friend isn't what we talked about you knew i had no idea what you're doing everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go nah i'm gonna do my own thing all stations stop spider-man spoiler warning spoiler time i'm gonna talk about spoilers for this movie So you've been warned, if you want to listen forward and hear some spoilers, then go ahead. And if you don't want to, well, then uh, thanks for listening and have a good day. But spoilers from here on out. You have been warned. Uh, I, I wrote down for, there's so many things that happen in this movie. I, I, there was like, I was trying to write things down and just like, remember all these things just so I can like, Oh, I gotta talk about that. I gotta talk about that. And it's so, Oh my goodness. There's just, there's too much. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to forget random stuff that I wanted to talk about and stuff, but, uh, but okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, First off, Peter Parker, I, I didn't know, We I didn't see this in the trailer, maybe they showed it in the trailer and I missed it or something, but Peter Parker has a daughter in this movie with MJ, and so uh, this is something that does happen in the comics, this is very fun, I really like that they went this direction, you know, the, the first movie was him kind of Uh, being, he's been estranged with MJ, you know, they haven't been together or whatever in a while, and he's depressed and stuff, and then that first movie kind of pushed him back towards that, and now they're back together, they appear to be, you know, a happy family, and then they have a kid now, and that's, that's awesome, then we see the spider car in here as well, which if you don't know in, uh, Old Man Logan, you see Peter Parker's daughter driving around the spider car, In that series which so so <laughs> I, I don't know uh, outside of that where the spider car exists or whatever but that's where I know the spider car from basically uh but yeah that that's very fun uh spider punk in here was very fun he he has this like newspaper cutout kind of look which is very weird but really cool and he has this like strong british punk street pu- accent you know or at least what what like what movies have Led me to believe what a what a British street punk sounds like, I guess. But but that's like his sound and aesthetic, and he's he's very uh, anti-establishment, you know. And oh man, the authorities telling me what to do, and I'm not going to listen to you and stuff. Uh, very fun, very funny. Uh, I I enjoyed his character. Uh, the the I forget what her name is, but the the pregnant spider girl that's on the bike. The, what in the world? <laughs> (laughs) I think it's so stupid, the, the pregnant lady going out and fighting battles, like, that, honestly, I, I think that happened in the comics, I, I, I seem to remember there being something like that, I don't know, I just think that's so stupid, that, that, oh, she's pregnant, but she's going out and, and fighting crime and stuff, and it's like, ah, okay, okay, Uh, (laughs) Ben Riley in here, uh, Scarlet Spider, if you don't know, and he's, he is very funny, he, he talks, like, like really old comic books, you know, like, I'm looking at the walls, and I, I don't see him. What about over there? And he's, you know, he's talking, like, some of those really old comic books to, to read, you know? Um, or, like, oh, sorry, I was just, like, contemplating my tragic backstory. Oh, that was a really bad one. <laughs> just, just... Uh, very funny stuff. I think if you're, if you're probably a big fan of his character, then I don't know if this would annoy you or not, maybe, but, uh, but very funny stuff, I thought. Uh, Spider-Woman, you actually see Spider-Woman in here which is interesting uh, the, she doesn't talk she's just standing there in the background helping with something or other uh, so I mean that's that's kind of interesting I like Spider-Woman uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man oh my goodness the Spectacular Spider-Man from the animated series the Spectacular Spider-Man shows up in here and he actually has a line in the movie uh, which I don't know if it's the same voice actor I haven't seen the Spectacular Spider-Man series in quite a while but I love that series I think that series is awesome and so seeing him show back up in here and have a little line in here that's awesome I love that the amazing Spider-Man from the PlayStation games shows up in here and he has a line and that definitely does sound like the same voice actor that was in those games and stuff really cool uh just again tying together all of these different universes and all of these different kinds of Spider-Mans and stuff fantastic I love that then we even get some of the the live action stuff in here you know, all of the live-action Spider-Mans show up a little bit, you know, in just in video clips and stuff like that, which I think is a totally reasonable way to have those characters in here, but then you have Donald Glover as the Prowler in here, which is like, dude, what? That is cool, because he's the Prowler, He, he plays the character who would be the Prowler in the MCU, but they haven't made him into the Prowler, so it's like, dude, Make this guy into the prowler. You're now you're teasing it even more. Like, come on, you gotta do this, guys. This is, ah, anyway. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a fun little thing. It's very weird to see live action mixed in with animation. Not normally something that I like typically, uh, but. Due to the nature of this movie, all the different styles and all the different universes having different looks and everything, one was a Lego, there was a Spider-Man Lego universe too, you know, so it's like, just all different kinds of things, so having the live action in there pop up a little bit uh, works. Though if, like, one of the live action characters became one of the main characters, I, I don't know that I would like that very much, you know, uh, oh yeah, then, okay, so the spot's, like, going through universes and stuff, and then he pops open into Venom's universe, and he talks to the, the lady that's in the shop that, that, you know, is, like, makes fun of Venom and stuff, (laughs) she's nice to him or whatever, but, you know, uh, the, the lady that's in the shop that talks to, to Eddie Brock and stuff, and then the venom went into her for a while and stuff too, and they have a little conversation, and she's you know less than impressed, and he's like, "Whoa, that's that's kind of weird." Uh, <laughs> so that's a, a fun little cameo there. Again, there's just, there's so many different styles in here. There's a spider horse, you know, I don't know if, where that came from. Uh, if that's a thing in the comics, it probably is, but I, I've never heard of that one. Uh, there's just, there's all kinds of ones, just tons and tons of different spider people, you know, uh, Silk. I don't think Silk has shown up yet. Is, is that a character they're planning on using here? Uh, oh, whoever the, the Indian Spider-Man guy was, I think that is from the comic but I don't really know much about him he was a very fun character and then the fact that like uh his inciting incident that was supposed to kind of turn him from make him into the more serious spider-man or make him uh you know actually legitimately be a a, a spider-man who has has lost something and is fighting because of that kind of kind of uh, dynamic that they always do with the Spider-Man's that's there with the original Spider-Man with Uncle Ben and all that stuff right so the fact that like he he rescued that guy when he wasn't supposed to in that universe and stuff and it's just like it, it's a it's a cool Different weird thing uh, that yeah, I, I like that aspect of it very much. I love the sequence where Gwen is talking to her dad. So in the in the near the end of the movie, uh, Gwen is talking to her dad, and during the emotionally distraught scene, the colors are all very dark and moody. And because they're in their universe and stuff, it's this very like watercolor looking universe, and uh, so it's all it's all very dark. It's all very moody. The colors in the background kind of move around a little bit and then when they hug the, the tension between them melts away and as does the, the dark colors in the room melts into this kind of bright white kind of colors and you see like water dripping down on what would be their walls and stuff you know you just see water dripping down in the background as of like flowing down the wall in this kind of watercolor look it just it looks amazing it is so cool looking and they again It's just, they use some of these animations and stuff just to such great effect. It's such a beautiful beautiful movie you know it's so darn good I love it uh this movie ends on such a major cliffhanger too, making essentially making 2099 the main villain of this movie you know because and setting him up to be basically the main villain of the next movie though he could turn to be good and help defeat the spot at the end of the next movie or something but the twist at the end when uh you know it's like oh you the the reason you're so special and special like in a bad way, (laughs) is because uh, you got bit by a different universe's spider, so you weren't supposed to be the one that that spider bit, and so you're the one that's like messing up the universes and causing a bunch of disturbances and stuff in the universes and potentially even somewhat causing the events of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, or at least not helping with those events because it's it's just messing up the, the universes and all kinds of stuff like that. And then because he turned into Spider-Man and there was two Spider-Mans there, that's why his Peter Parker had to die. And then there's some universe out there with no Spider-Man at all, right? And so it's like, oh my goodness, it's like such a crazy thought and stuff. And then he goes into the machine in order to that, that just like scans you and then sends you home. And then he goes into that machine, it scans him and sends him home, but it doesn't send him to his home. It sends him into the spider that bit him, home and so now he's in a universe without any spider-man and then you figure out there that miles morales is prowler there and then he as prowler catches the the spider-man miles morales here and it's just like it's such a crazy cool ending that is just it's nuts and then it's like you know after the credits or whatever It says Miles Morales will return in Beyond the Spider-Verse, you know, so the third movie in this trilogy, and it's just so cool, man, it is such a a cool way to end this, the second chapter in this trilogy, and oh my goodness, it's so cool, <laughs> I loved this movie, man, I loved all the ways that they they brought in all these crazy different characters that made them so much fun and so, you know, comedic and lighthearted and fun, but then bringing some of the serious, dramatic tension between these characters and, uh, and, and them saying, like, you know, 2099 being the very serious guy, you know, he's the the only serious Spider-Man, basically, it seems like, and he's like, no, basically, you have to let your dad die, because in order to do that, you know, th- that'll be your inciting incident, you know, is, is your father dying, even though in the first movie, they kind of already did it with his uncle but his uncle ben was gonna be his father and so it's like oh okay so it's like you have to let your father die and then he's like no and this is kind of the the good element of that theme i was talking about earlier which you know everybody is saying no this has to be the way that it goes but then he goes no the right thing to do is to save my father and so he you know he runs away from them and all the spider-mans are chasing them in one of the just the coolest action scenes ever. Oh my goodness as just him running through there and all of the spider-mans jumping at him so many cool moments and shots in that you get little bits where he you know he's interacting with spider gwen and with peter parker and stuff and then uh, then they're going on this like this ship thing heading up to the moon and he jumps off and all spider-mans are flying everywhere it's crazy and then he goes back down and he he teleports himself off to what he thinks is his universe as Spider-Man 2099 is bursting in and is like really trying to stop him really viciously. And Spider-Gwen says, you know, I thought we were supposed to be the good guys. And he's like, we are, uh, which I wish they didn't spoil that line in the trailer. Cause that is such a cool impactful line, uh, which is why they put it in the trailer, you know, but man, <laughs> that's such a cool impactful line that happens right near the end of the movie that they should not have put that in the trailer. Uh, but man, ah, so good. So cool, and and the reason I say in the thematic section that, or, or earlier I guess, that, that maybe it's not a big deal necessarily that the thematic elements don't punch as hard quite in this movie is because I think th- this really is the first half of a two-part movie. I think that by the time the next movie, Beyond the Spider-Verse, comes out, they'll continue on some of these themes and stuff, and the, the bigger punch will be there at the end of that movie probably that's my guess that's my thought there uh because because I mean I guess they have they have the moment where they're all like on the train or ship or whatever shooting up to the moon and he has his moment where he's like no I gotta go my own way I gotta do what I believe is right and then he bursts out and stuff and that's kind of the leap of faith moment that's the the theme setting of the movie that's where he basically just explicitly says what the theme of the movie is uh a lot of movies have those kind of moments, by the way. If you want to look for the theme in a movie, look for like the climactic moments in the movies where they're making the big decision they're making or they're revealing their big decision in this case where he's like this is the reason that I'm deciding this I'm going my own way I'm doing this because this is right and you guys are wrong even in the midst of all this great adversity even in the midst of Spider-Gwen and Peter Parker you know his two like closest friends are trying to stop him as well and stuff uh, you know even in the midst of all that he's like no I gotta do what's right and he's he's stepping out in faith I guess on on that kind of principle that he's doing what's right kind of thing and that's really good too That that's some good stuff there but it, i guess it's just it doesn't quite have the same punch i thought as the whole uh leap of faith thing in the the first movie did and again that said i think that this movie is going to tie so directly into the next movie and thematically it's just going to keep wrapping into that movie and I think the bigger thematic punch will be in that movie so ultimately uh that's that's fine that works as I said I'm sure I forgot stuff I'm sure there's stuff in here that I should also be talking about but I can't think of right now so I guess that's it for this episode of the show oh my goodness so good Uh, there's other movies coming out here Transformers movie coming out the next Indiana Jones uh, the next Mission Impossible uh, the the new Insidious movie there's another Insidious movie coming up that I'm looking forward to here Uh, Oppenheimer coming up pretty soon here as well so expect reviews for some of those movies coming up on the show pretty soon here until then this is David of Helix Reviews signing out bye bye guys Let me guess, he died?